All right, it's 21 May, Sunday. I'm Charlie Garrett, and this is the CG Prophecy Report. No CBDCs for you today. That and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Okay, I'd like to uh, thank Tony and Francine Calafetti who have come all the way from Reading, Pennsylvania, to join us today. And uh, Reading, I said Reading, I, I know that it's Reading. And I, I convinced myself that I was going to say it correctly, and then I said the opposite. It is Reading, Pennsylvania, like the Reading Railroad on the Monopoly set. And I, I knew that it was Reading. We went over this like 10 times together. But growing up with Monopoly and calling it Reading Railroad your whole life. That was very hard for me, and it was stuck in my brain. I said, just do the opposite, and then I did the wrong thing instead of the right thing. So, welcome to you. Thank you for making the effort. Uh, let's see here. We have... What are you ladies doing here? <laughs> um, I was given a bandana a couple days ago, and I'd like my daughter to read the bandana. Promoted to Grandpa, estimated in 2023. Okay, there you go. I've been promoted. Something we've been waiting for a long, long time. She wants to go sit down. I got my wife here. She is now going to be Obachan instead of, uh, anyway, instead of Okasan, which is mother, she will now be Obachan. Um, and I happened to say that during a video about uh, two or three weeks ago, I did a home video, and there's probably only one person in the church that may have clued into that, and she may have thought, why did he say that? but now everybody knows why. So congratulations to my daughter, Tangerine, who is now has a choice to make about a name for a child. And I liked the choices I made. They were from Led Zeppelin songs. So my children are walking around named after songs from Led Zeppelin. But anyway, there you go. Maybe she'll think of something different. I don't know what they're gonna do. Okay, we got some news from Israel, from the Times of Israel. Soldier charged for alleged... Now, I'm not going to talk about all the nonsense that's been going on in Israel for the past week that everybody's heard about. I always try to find things that other people uh, maybe haven't commented on. Now, this goes back to what happened a week ago. I waited for the war to basically be ended. They've got kind of their peace going on. And I thought I'd give you uh, a couple of things from that and tie it together from the Times of Israel first. Soldier charged for allegedly beating and abandoning Palestinian man in the West Bank. An Israeli soldier was charged with assault and a series of other offenses for beating up a Palestinian man in the West Bank last month, along with three other troops of the Golani Infantry Brigade. According to the indictment filed against the soldier at a military court, the four soldiers took a Palestinian man into their military jeep during a routine patrol in the West Bank in late April and brought him to a secluded place where he was then beaten. The indictment said the man was also assaulted during the drive to the secluded place. Violence was used against the victim, including violence with a weapon, and threats were made against him, including threats with a weapon, the IDF said. Now, I always bring this up when they do this, because if it was a Palestinian that had abducted an Israeli, the Israeli would not be alive right now, and that Palestinian would be on the news as a national hero and he'd be getting a stipend for the rest of his life paid for by U.S. tax dollars because of the guy in the White House. We have 
a noble group of people over there that are willing to say, we did wrong, and we're going to prosecute our own soldiers for having done what they did. And I think there is a giant difference between those two cultures, despite what the crazy lefties that are in Congress say about this. You know who I'm talking about, the three unmentionables that get up there and constantly are saying things against Israel from the Times of Israel. TV news crew attacked in Tel Aviv as right-wing fumes over Gaza coverage. Two Channel 13 journalists were attacked with pepper spray in Tel Aviv amid a right-wing backlash against the station after it appeared to accuse Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu of ordering airstrikes on women and children in Gaza. Police later arrested a 41-year-old man on suspicion of involvement in the attack on a Channel 13 reporter and a cameraman. The latest in a series of assaults in recent months against the television's network staff for its perceived anti-Netanyahu slant. Footage published online of the attack near Tel Aviv's Frischman Beach shows reporter Taylor Cohen preparing for a broadcast when a man walking his dog passes by and tells her, what is this? Worse than Al Jazeera, referring to the Qatari network. The comment echoed a tweet Tuesday night by Minister Amichai Chikli that said, 13 Jazeera. A short while later, the man walks back and snatches the logo bearing covering off of the reporter's microphone. The Channel 13 cameraman, Ivan Alexevich, then walks up to the man and forcibly takes back the covering. The man, this time without the dog, is later seen spraying the journalist with pepper spray before walking away. There's nothing worse than a lefty reporter that is accusing his own nation of killing Palestinian people and children and things like that, just the way that the left does with our soldiers, instead of standing behind them and saying, you know, when you do something wrong, we will prosecute you, but when you're doing the right thing, we won't prosecute you, okay? We will stand behind you. Proof of this, Times of Israel, he just accused them of blowing up children in the Gaza Strip. Military believes failed Islamic Jihad rockets killed four civilians in Gaza. It wasn't them at all that killed those people. It was their own rockets not making it out of their own territory. And that the left cannot let that go. And instead, they have to accuse their leader and their soldiers of causing damage to these people when all they're doing is targeting military leaders, terrorist leaders, actually. And again, from Times of Israel, Israeli killed in Rechavot, several hurt as Gaza rockets manage to pierce Iron Dome. Those people are sending up hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of rockets to civilian sectors. A man died, other people were hurt because they are targeting civilian sectors. And instead, Channel 13 is accusing Netanyahu of killing babies over in the Gaza Strip. They aren't. They're targeting leaders that are attacking their nation. They did not initiate this. And it just frustrates me that this type of thing happens. And the left can never get a hold of it. And you know what? If they were standing there in Tel Aviv and got blown up, they'd get what they deserve. The latest round of fighting between Israel and Gaza terrorists claimed its first Israeli victim. As one person was killed and five others injured when a rocket fired from the strip slammed into an apartment building in the central town of Rechavot. The deadly attack, coupled with several other rockets, hit southern Israel, led to combative statements from Israeli officials and pushed off the prospect of an imminent ceasefire between Israeli and Palestinian Islamic Jihad after three days of combat. 
The strike in Rechavot was one of several near-simultaneous ones in central and southern Israel that managed to puncture the Iron Dome missile defense system. These lefties sit under a dome and they expect that they can be targeted and it won't hurt anybody and it's okay for that to happen, but we cannot respond and blow up people that are attacking us. And then one slips through and I'm sure the lefty said, well, he probably got what he deserved. Some guy just in his apartment, which has a 95% interception success rate. Okay, 95% is not 100%. Over 800 rockets have been fired at Israel, all to civilian areas, some 600 of which crossed the border. Times of Israel, Iron Dome intercepted 91% of 937 rockets fired upon Israel. Almost 1,000 rockets targeting civilians, and these people are worried about them blowing up their own people. All right, I-24, rocket that killed Israeli citizen was made in Iran. We got some news concerning Christianity from K-News. COVID, sex scandal, or less faith. Reason behind Southern Baptists' record membership decline is a mystery. Was it coronavirus? Was it a sex scandal? Was it a generation less interested in matters of faith? Whatever the reason, the Southern Baptist Convention admits its membership dropped by 450,000 last year. It was its biggest one-year decline ever. But the SBC annual church profile presents a mixed picture about the denomination. On the positive side, Baptist Press reported that more than 180,000 people were baptized last year, an increase of more than 16%. But the denomination also lost more than 457,000 members. The total is now around 13.2 million, attending more than 47,000 congregations around the world. That reflects a decline in SBC membership that began when the COVID-19 pandemic forced worship services across the United States to close for several weeks. Unless you were in the Superior Word in Sarasota, Florida, then we never closed. Much of the downward movement we are seeing in membership reflects people who stopped participating in an individual congregation years ago, and the record keeping is finally catching up. The profile shows weekly worship attendance increased by about 5% to 3.8 million. So they have 3.8 million weekly, and they've got a total of, what was it, 13.2 million. That's not a very big number of people that claim they're Southern Baptists that actually go to church on Sunday. The number of people worshiping online dropped by about 400,000 to roughly 1 million people. The profile says nothing about the impact of a major sex abuse investigation among Southern Baptist ministers, which is what I think is probably the reason why a lot of people left. All right, from uh, Breitbart, New York City Catholic Parish Church proclaims God is trans. Now, I don't know if you've seen this, but uh, this is something that the Catholic Church has not stopped. St. Paul, the Apostle... A Catholic church in Manhattan has launched an exhibit titled God is Trans, a queer spiritual journey to the consternation of many of the faithful. Okay, please come over here. This is my mother, soon to be great grandmother, Susan Garrett. So she, she loves to show up late for church. She hasn't been on time for anything in her life. And she's, she lives closer to this church than any person in here. And she, but you missed standing up here with your daughter and your great-granddaughter and your great-great-granddaughter because you're late, but I love you. I love okay. you, too. Oh, yes. By the way, I'd like to say something about this. Congratulations to you. <laughs> okay, here. I'd like to say something about this. This baby is only, what, three months now? Four now. 
they know this baby's gender. How did they determine that? They separated the X and the Ys. They separated the X and the Ys to figure this out. Anybody know where I'm going with this? Yes. When we get down to the morality section, just pay attention, okay? There's a difference, folks. Okay, we'll get back to uh, Christian news. I feel totally off today with all these things going on. And then she shows up with her hair in a different... I'm kidding you. All right, from the Christian headlines. Prominent Texas pastor calls for ban on AR-15s. The silence of the church is sinful. I have to disagree with this guy, okay? I, you know, I'm sure he's a very nice guy. I just disagree with him. A prominent Texas pastor is calling for AR-15 rifles to be banned in light of a string of mass shootings, including one in his home state that involved such a weapon. You know what? It is not the weapon that killed those people. I want you all to know that before I continue. Dwight McKissick, the senior pastor of Cornerstone Baptist Church and the author of Beyond Roots and Beyond Roots 2, made the comments after a gunman used an AR-15 to kill eight people at a mall in Allen, Texas. The shooter, who killed six people at a Nashville school this year, used an AR-15-style rifle, as did the shooter at the Uvalde, Texas school in 2022, who killed 21 people, including 19 children. If you ban AR-15s, these same people will go out and get a different type of gun and shoot people. The silence of the church in calling for a ban on the sale possession of these weapons is sickening and sinful, McKissick tweeted. I tweeted back what I thought. The gun lobby can't have a stronger voice on these issues than the church. God has called the church to be the moral guardians of society. In a follow-up tweet, McKissick said he is a pro-life pastor who supports gun reform. His church is affiliated with the SBC, another reason why people are surely leaving, and the National Baptist Convention USA. The reason we cannot pass legislation to enact a constitutional ban on abortion or legislation to ban buying and selling AR-15s ammunition for AR-15 is not because we're divided by faith, but rather because we're divided by politics and race. It's syncretism in the church and division over race-related matters that's hindering legislation to advance the kingdom agenda we all share in, common to protect innocent unborn lives in the womb and lives walking in the malls, churches, and schools in America. Well, if he would just carry a gun, he could protect the people in the malls that he's talking about. The evangelical church on both sides needs to repent so the church can be the church, the salt of the earth, the light of the world, and all the other cliches he wants to throw out. A city that sitteth upon a hill, that rises above secular politics. Now, the Bible is not cliche, but when you use it in the way he is using it, it becomes cliche. That no longer engages in the sin of syncretism for the sake and safety of all Americans and to the glory of God. This is exactly what the left wants, because as soon as they get those AR-15s banned, they're going to go after the next gun. Yeah and the next gun, and the next gun, and then people like him are going to be taken out and shot in the back of the head by a government that has total control over its people. That is what we are facing in this nation. We've got the left that does not want us to exist. They've made that openly clear in tweet after tweet after tweet. I would just like to take all the people on the right and line them up and get rid of them. I've read this again and again. This is what they want. If you agree with him, go attend his church. Yeah, all the right will be going up one of these days, and the left will be left. And the people that are left behind, that are on the right, are going to have to fight their way through it. That's all there is to it, because this world is going to be terrible. 
Very upsetting article to read that somebody would take that stand. I'm pro-life in the womb, but I'm not pro-life taking care of other people. I have a responsibility to the people in this church. I'm going to tell you what, if you hear me say, get down, that means get down because that guy is about to receive something. All right. And a lot of other people in here too. He'll, he'll go out weighing a lot more than he came in. I can assure you of that. CBS News. Autopsies on corpses linked to Kenya starvation cult reveal missing organs, 133 confirmed dead. I told you about this cult that was had starvation cult. They were starving their people so they could get their organs. Okay, now listen to this. While starvation appears to be the main cause of death, some of the victims, including children, were strangled, beaten, or suffocated, according to chief government pathologist. Court documents filed on Monday said some of the corpses had their organs removed, with police alleging the suspects were engaged in forced harvesting of body parts. I can't pronounce their names. A high-profile televangelist who was arrested last month in connection with the same case and granted bail had received huge cash transactions, allegedly from McKenzie's followers who sold their property at the cult leader's bidding. Once again, I said this three weeks ago when I started reading about these people. If you don't know this, that can happen to you. You have to be very careful who you believe and what they teach in a church. And unfortunately, people are not willing to learn this word, and they go off into these, you know, it doesn't matter if you're Jehovah's Witness or Mormon or any of the other cults in the world, they are brainwashing you. Yes. They do not reflect what this word says. From the Western Journal, death toll from Doomsday Cult's demented order, I added the word demented in, passes 200. Now 600 people are still missing. Almost 1,000 people now. We started out the first week at like, we found 110 bodies or something, or maybe it was even less than that. And we're finding that these people have been doing this for a while, all because people are uninformed about the word of God. Okay, we got some news from the Mideast in Africa today, Times of Israel. House Speaker McCarthy blocks Rashida Tlaib from hosting Capital Anti-Israel event. Good for him. House Speaker McCarthy blocked Michigan, this is one of the unmentionable threes that I have to mention here, Democrat Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib from hosting an anti-Israel event planned in the U.S. Capitol building by reserving for himself the area in the building she wanted to use. She says, I want to have this thing that's against Israel. And he said, too late, I've reserved that. McCarthy tweeted that he will instead host an event in the Capitol Visitor Center space celebrating 75 years of U.S.-Israeli ties. It's wrong for members of Congress to traffic in anti-Semitic tropes about Israel. As long as I'm speaker, we are going to support Israel's right to self-determination and self-defense, unequivocally and in bipartisan fashion. Tlaib, a Palestinian-American, is the only member of Congress who opposes Israel's self-definition as a Jewish state. She intended to headline the event to commemorate the Nakba, meaning catastrophe, a Palestinian term used for the founding of Israel in 1948. Among the planned participants were several groups that support boycotting Israel, including Jewish Voice for Peace, Engage Action, and Americans for Justice in Palestine Action. Some of the groups that were to attend have defended terrorism. Palestinians mark Nakba Day each year on May 15th. So we had Jews that were going to join her against Israel. And then from the Times of Israel, Bernie Sanders steps in to help Representative Tlaib hold anti-Israel event in Capitol. Demented. 
from Zero Hedge, Iran's non-oil trade with BRICS nations nears $40 billion. Iran, who's not supposed to be sending one gallon of oil out of their country, is making $40 billion. This represents a 14% increase from the previous fiscal year. As I brought up before, and I'll bring it up again, they were let down to their last billion dollars of reserves when Trump left office. And now they're a wealthy, wealthy nation again. And they're not supposed to have a dollar from any of this. It's just been given to them by the guy that's sitting in the White House. China remains Iran's made trade partner in the BRICS alliance with $30.32 billion in trade, an increase of 37%. India comes next with $4.99 billion, a 47% hike. Russia follows with $2.32 billion. Brazil with $466.55 million. And South Africa with $322.04 million. The economic report comes just days after Tehran revealed that trade with African nations increased by 2.24% in fiscal year 2022-23 to reach 1.2 billion. Despite a maximum pressure sanctions campaign from the West and a push from Washington to seize more Iranian oil ships, the Islamic Republic has managed to overcome the unilateral restrictions and bolster industrial capacity. Okay, there is no maximum pressure at all from the U.S. They're allowing this, and it's not us taking their ships. Iran has confiscated two oil tankers in the past week. It's just the exact opposite that's going on and nothing's being done about it. In recent months, BRICS has also seen a surge of interest from Global South nations looking to ditch the U.S. dollar and the hegemonic Western financial system, which the guy in the White House loves. Iran, alongside five Arab nations, have formally requested to join the alliance. BRICS foreign ministers will hold an annual summit in Cape Town during the first week of June to discuss the membership applications. The world is changing very quickly, and it's being orchestrated by a guy that is behind the guy in the White House, and somebody else is pulling his strings from the Independent. With its economy in meltdown and malnutrition rising, now Afghanistan is hit by swarms of locusts. A swarm of damaging locusts threatens to eat its way through a quarter of Afghanistan's annual wheat crop at a time when the Taliban-ruled country is plagued with rising poverty, a difficult economy, and malnutrition among thousands of children. Eight of the country's total 34 provinces have been plagued by the Moroccan locust, known to be the most economically damaging pests in the world. The reports of Moroccan locust outbreak in Afghanistan's breadbasket is a huge concern. It represents an enormous threat to farmers, communities, and the entire country. A full outbreak this year could impact crop losses up to a quarter of the total wheat harvest, translating to between $280 million and $480 million in economic losses. From the Times of Israel, Gazan man killed in rocket strike on Israel recognized as victim of terror. Decision by Defense Ministry and NII entitles the widow and children of Palestinian laborer to compensation by the state, which means they are admitting that they are conducting terrorist acts because they're sending in a bomb, they blow up a person, and they say it was an act of terror and we're going to give him and his wife or his wife and his family money. They're admitting to being culpable for terror. They're just the dumbest people on the planet, maybe. Now something interesting from Mongolia, from Aki Press. The first meeting of honorary consuls of Mongolia and Latin America took place in Panama City. Uh, Miss Dwyer, you weren't here on time, so we I have some. You do watch. know then. I sure do. Okay, I'm glad you know, because I was gonna. I was. It's a girl. It's a girl. 
It's a baby girl. We're very happy about it. I would, I would like everybody here, when you think of it, I would just ask you to pray for that child. Not just for it to be born, but for it to be born and grow up in a Christian house where it has read the Bible every day of her life. Thank you if you do. Okay, the honorary councils exchange views on the activities and measures to actively develop cooperation between Mongolia and Latin America. Mongolia and Latin America, they're taking over the world in the fields of trade, business, education, culture, and tourism, as well as to protect the legal rights of Mongolian citizens belonging to the consular district. Uh, Daniel prophesied that technology would increase in the end times. From Zero Hedge. Now, I mentioned this to Chuck, who was here last week, okay? And I thought, I don't need to read the article, but it's so interesting, I'm going to read it anyway. Chuck is the guy that was from Columbus, Ohio. Zero Hedge, Wendy's unveils Google-powered AI chatbot at drive-thru. The fast food chain's chatbot would be rolled out in June, coming soon to a month near you, at a company-owned restaurant in Columbus, Ohio. The Wendy's drive-thru chatbot will be very conversational. You won't know you're talking to anybody but an employee. Wendy's software engineers have been working with Google to build a large language model to understand words, popular expressions, and phrases in various dialects and accents when a customer orders. It'll understand acronyms unique to Wendy's like JBC for a junior bacon cheeseburger. Google Cloud's generative AI technology creates a huge opportunity for us to deliver a truly differentiated, faster and frictionless experience for our customers. So I've got a few friends that live up there in Columbus and I would like them to go to this Wendy's once this is in and tell us if it is truly differentiated, faster and frictionless. I'd like to know that so I can report it to you all. Okay, um, making great food and building relationships with fans that keep them coming back time and again. How can you build a relationship with a computer? <laughs> I'm not getting it. The drive-through chatbot is programmed to upsell customers by asking if they want to combo the order or increase sizes. I can see chatbot getting sued for that one pretty soon. You're making us all portly or something. I can just see it. Once the order is completed, humans operating the kitchen will, which will one day be replaced by robot chefs, prepare the food before being packaged up and stuffed into a bag for pickup at the window. The chatbot is probably on average better than the company's top customer service rep. So they've got their ranking of who's the best and they say this is actually better than those people. He said the chatbot's goal is to improve service speed and consistency at drive-thrus. Something I agree with, but maybe not at the expense of talking to a real person. But I get so frustrated when you call like Verizon or whoever and you're talking to a computer and they're going down the wrong path and you keep trying to push zero and it says, this digit is not recognized. This digit, and you just keep pushing it and waiting. And uh, uh, anyway, uh, I don't mean to fret on you too much today. About 80% of all food orders are placed at the burger chain's drive throughs Besides Wendy's, we have outlined the move by other fast food restaurants like McDonald's to automate stores and replace humans. McDonald's tests AI-powered automated drive throughs at 10 Chicago restaurants. There's even been a push by McDonald's to automate in a restaurant entirely. McDonald's unveils automated restaurant in Texas with no human contact was the subject of that one. The proliferation of automation in the fast food industry will only mean a tidal wave of layoffs is coming this decade. 
According to market research from Ibis World, the U.S. has more than 5 million workers. Recall a recent Goldman report available to pro subscribers in the usual place that stated two-thirds of current jobs are exposed to some degree of AI automation and that generative AI could substitute up to one quarter of current work. Extrapolating our estimates globally suggests that generative AI could expose the equivalent of 300 million full-time jobs to automation, as up to two-thirds of occupations could partially be automated by AI. Uh, It's a dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues the book of Revelation prophesies of. From Breitbart, UN names climate change a top threat to babies... Watch out, daughter. Climate change is coming to get her. I just don't understand how babies are affected and everybody else isn't. Or sometimes you read one and uh, minorities are subject to climate change. Like they're living, you know, the rain is not falling on them and it's falling on everybody else or something. I just don't get these things. From Watchers, I guess it's not meant for us to get. It's to get us confused and just give up. I don't know. From Watchers, devastating wildfires engulf southern, I've never seen this before, ever, southern Russia, claiming lives and property. And then from MSN, death toll from wildfires in Russia's Urals hits 21. Authorities suspect arson. So it's not climate change after all, is it? All right, I've just never seen anything about Russian forest fires. First time in my life, so I thought I'd throw that in there. And then it's arson anyway. Oklahoman. This is from the Oklahoman means it's from the state of anybody? Oh, you guys are smart. Okay. This breaks my heart hearing this, and I had no idea at all about this until the day that I read this article, I got a letter from my friend in Nebraska, and she said, it is terribly dry here. I had no idea. You know, we had the problems out in the you know, California, and they're all over now, but the people in this middle area right now are really struggling. I think we're to the Dust Bowl. Oklahoma farmers say wheat crop is worst in decades. Looks can be deceiving. Rolling wheat fields may appear green and lively to passing drivers, but the farmers who planted the fields see a different story playing out as their crops die off and blown away. This is kind of like the letter my friend wrote. We had less than half a crop last year, and we're probably going to have half of that this year. It's terrible, said 75-year-old Burlington farmer. We're in the most severe drought I've ever seen. Farmers and agricultural businesses are bracing for the impact of a winter wheat harvest devastated by prolonged drought across much of the U.S., including north central and western Oklahoma. Now, once again, this is from the Oklahoman. This isn't some goofy far-right site, okay? This is just the state's newspaper. They're not making this up. You know, sometimes you read things and you think, is this really true? This is. More than half of the Sooner State's wheat crop is in poor condition, and producers warn that consumers and local economies likely will face financial impacts. Severe drought conditions have plagued the state's two most recent crops of winter wheat, one of Oklahoma's top commodities. Producers blame the La Nina weather pattern. Okay, so if it's La Nina, then it's not climate change because we've been getting La Nina for hundreds and hundreds of years since they started documenting it. So it's not climate change, which occurs when the oceanic winds push drier air into the southern portion of the United States. The USDA, now I got to tell you what, the southern portion, and you think of Oklahoma from Florida, that's way north. I mean, I don't know what they call southern, but Florida is where it's at, folks. I just want you to know that. Okay, uh, the USDA reported 18 April that 
53% of the state's crop was rated in poor or very poor condition. Wheat stalks that would normally be a few feet taller are barely off the ground in this northwest Oklahoma wheat field near Burlington on 18 April. So much wind with the dry weather, that's what the killer is, Kisling said. Any moisture we got in the plants, it's just sucking it right out. Pray for the folks in Oklahoma. I feel so bad reading that. These people have livelihoods, they have farms, and this is the second year, and it's worse than last year, which was half of their normal crop. Poor people. Watchers. Massive blob. I read about this before. Here it comes. Massive blob of sargassum seaweed reaching Florida beaches. Now, it's on the East Coast right now. It hasn't come up into the Gulf yet, but I will repeat it because my wife is here this time. She wasn't here the time I said this last time. If it comes to Sarasota, don't worry. She loves seaweed. She'll just eat it all, okay? <laughs> A record-breaking giant blob of smelly and annoying sargassum seaweed has reached the shores of the Sunshine State after traveling for weeks over the open sea. The massive chunks are an annoyance for beachgoers when the stinky mass reaches the shore. As the overabundant lumps of seaweed emit the foul, pungent scent of hydrogen sulfide as they decompose. The unbearable smell, comparable to rotten eggs, has even been known to cause respiratory issues for those with breathing problems. Our beach could literally be clean at 8 a.m., and three quarters of an hour later, a giant mat of sargassum the size of a mall will come in like the blob, like a Stephen King movie. Boynton Beach Ocean Research Chief Tom Mahade told the Palm Beach Post it is not pleasant. Izzy, are you ready to go to the beach? No. Okay. <laughs> Morality is declining. Zero hedge. Two use. This is just, it's tragic. And listen to the conclusion of these people. Two use commits suicide in taxpayer-funded cross-sex hormone study. Lawmakers are demanding answers after the suicide deaths of two young people involved in a transgender hormone study funded by the NIH. Additionally, 11 participants reported suicidal thoughts during the study. 11 and 2 killed themselves, according to a January article by researchers published in the New England Journal of Medicine. Listen to this. Rather than shutting the study down after such serious adverse events, the researchers published their paper concluding that the study was a success because cross-sex hormones had altered subjects' physical appearance and improved psychosocial functioning. They're all suicidal. Two of them actually go through with it, and they say, this is a success. This is the U.S. government of today, and they call this good. This is Isaiah chapter 1. That's what that is. Is it I, one? I, is that right? Yeah, anyway, calling sweet light good and light dark, dark light and good. Yeah, it might not be Isaiah 1, but I think that's where it's at. Anyway, if somebody finds it, call it out. Um, from the Superior Word News Service, Disney stock downgraded, lost 4 million viewers in quarter one. Breitbart, Target Pride collection includes items for children and babies. Georgia Star News, Nickelodeon's Transformers cartoon pushes trans agenda on children. Hot Air, Minnesota Senate restores pro-pedophile language in public safety bill. Pro-pedophile. Mail Online, Netflix's Queen Cleopatra is panned by viewers as it receives a Rotten Tomatoes score of just 1% amid backwashing row. Go trying to change history, and that's what you're going to get from people. We don't want your garbage. Breitbart, Archie Comics introduces transgender character. You know, I used to love that song. Even up until a week ago, I used to listen. 
Honey, honey, da 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 da. I don't know if I can listen to it anymore now that I know this. You know, sugar, sugar, everybody, come on. Okay, everybody's shaking their head. I know I don't sing very well, but you get the point. Okay, from the Epic Times, Oregon bill would require insurers to cover sex changes, but not detransitions. Isn't a detransition a sex change? I mean, let's have an agenda here, folks. Okay, some other news from around the world. From the Western Journal, California Reparation Task Force issues new demand. State must apologize for Ronald Reagan. The body objects to Reagan's use of the phrase welfare queen, a term it argues he began using while serving as governor of California from 1967 to 1975. Well, what does that tell you? If they're wanting that taken out, it's telling you that they acknowledge that they're on welfare. And it's what they want. Zero Hedge, California Reparations Committee calls for ending cash bail. What is that telling you? Mail Online, California Reparations Task Force demands racial discrimination is legalized. Panel wants state constitution to be amended so that they can discriminate against other races and hand up to $1.2 million to black residents. Fox News. California lawmaker warns black residents to be realistic on reparations. Seven-figure checks are just not happening. (laughs) Mail Online, leading member of San Francisco Reparations Task Force, suggests taxing its billionaires to fund payments of up to $5 million for every black person in the city. It's just insane. These people are literally crazy. And then you get black people that come up and they say, I want no part of this. We need to learn to work on our own. We need to be effective and keep our marriages together and be a part of this society. And they're drummed out of there. Because they're racists. Because they're racists. Isaiah 520. Isaiah 520. Okay, I was wrong. It's not Isaiah 1. It's Isaiah 520. Thank you. Breitbart. Florida effectively bans central bank digital currency. Good. They can't go through it this without the states behind it. And Florida will never be behind it now. This is good, good news. Governor DeSantis signed legislation effectively banning any CBDC in the Sunshine State, a move he teased earlier this year. This is something that Biden announced, I think, last year to say, hey, we need to study this. We need to see what would happen with CBDC and how that would work. And I don't think they would have done that if they don't intend on implementing this explaining that CBDC would essentially be a digital dollar controlled entirely by the Fed. Because of that, the government would effectively be able to track where an individual's money is going and control it as well. I think they want to crowd out and eliminate other types of digital assets like cryptocurrency because they can't control that. So they don't like that. Once they then have the ability to run a central bank digital currency, They're going to be able to have the window into what you're doing with the money and have the ability to control where that money is going, explaining that faceless bureaucrats could hypothetically block if you filled up your gas tank in the name of fighting global warming. Maybe you bought a firearm last week and they don't want you to buy another one this week. So that would empower the government to do, I think, a lot of things that would not be conducive to freedom making the case that one cannot trust the government's reasons or claims on this issue, even if it claims its original intentions are pure. Yeah. From Fox, DeSantis bans state funding for diversity inclusion programs at Florida public universities. 
Fox, Governor Newsom announces $32 billion budget deficit, a $10 billion more than previously estimated. California is one of the few states to have a shortfall this year. Fox, California legislation would give some unemployed illegal immigrants $300 for up to 20 weeks with state funds. Hence, they have a $32 billion shortfall. <laughs> Mail Online, the most hippie town in Washington bans drugs after a spike in overdoses, including a five-year-old. Oh. No kidding. You go making it legal, making everybody allowed to carry it around, and this is what you get. They keep testing these things and they keep failing and then somebody comes along and says, we're gonna do it and it'll work this time. Bellingham has seen a significant uptick in crime and overdose deaths since the state decriminalized drug possession two years ago. No kidding. We said two years ago that this wouldn't work. A recent bill that failed before the Washington state legislature would have applied harsher punishments to individuals apprehended for public drug use. Mail online. Little hero here. Slingshot wielding boy. Did anybody hear about this kid? If you read the CG report, I would know that you were well up on this because I posted this on the CG report. Slingshot wielding boy saves his eight-year-old sister from being abducted after shooting a man with his black mohawk in the head and chest. Imagine that. He's got a sling. That's why we have guns in this nation, is to protect people around us. I don't care. If somebody came in here, pointed at me, killed me, and left, that wouldn't bother me. I'd get to be with Jesus. I believe in protecting the people around me. When that lady out in uh, Texas went into Luby's, and she was with her parents, and she had a concealed permit, and she said, I don't need this. I'm going to Luby's, and she left it in her glove box, and she went in there, and they killed her parents. And she testified before Congress and said, I could have saved my parents' lives if I had a gun on me. And of course, the Democrats tore her apart like she's some type of a lunatic. And my mother and I that week went out and got our permit together. And I've carried it ever since because I believe in protecting people around me from people that would do stuff like that. And if they take away my gun, I'm getting a black mohawk and I'm taking lessons from that kid. <laughs> Mail online. Chicago community where 97, I do not feel one bit sad for these people. Chicago community where 97% voted for Biden react furiously after finding out 500 migrants are heading their way as some claim they have been bumped off housing waiting lists. Tough. The 3% that voted not for Biden have their own houses, they've got little yards they take care of, they're responsible citizens, and the rest of these people are on, they're on welfare. What does he call it? The queen of welfare or whatever. And all they want is freebies, and when somebody gets in the way of their government freebies, all of a sudden they're angry about it, and they'll still go vote Democrat. I have no sympathy on them at all. From Becker News, Senator warns Trump of impeachment if he issues pardons for J6 defendants as president. He's already getting ready for a Trump presidency. Blooming Idiot Thaw from uh, Connecticut is warning President Trump that if he became president again and issues pardons for some January 6th defendants, that would be grounds for another impeachment. Shocking. Breathing. I've, yeah, breathing. Absolutely. Listen, I've read the Constitution and it says nothing about restrictions on the president's power to pardon. Nothing. Zero hedge. Toronto anti cap This just gets you right here. Toronto anti-capitalist pay when you can cafe shuts down after just one year. Yeah. 
We had a guy do this in Sarasota. Oh, I'm gonna open this thing down in Main Street and all the libs are gonna love me. Pay when you can. He, he, he was walking in with his, you know, um, a grand opening sign. And in the other hand, he was having his going out of business sign. That's how long he lasted. A Toronto cafe for anti-capitalists, the anarchist, is permanently shuttering after just 12 months in business after following a pay-when-you-can business model. The anarchist was described as anti-capitalist, anti-colonial cafe, shop and radical community space on stolen land. Unfortunately, the lack of generational wealth seed capital from ethnically bankrupt sources left me unable to weather the quiet winter season or to grow in the ways needed to be sustainable longer term. In other words, I didn't follow the capitalist model. And I failed. And he failed. Who said it? Virtually every stupid idea in vogue today was thought of by someone in the past and has led to disaster again and again. That is why it is dangerous to neglect the study of history. Anybody? Thomas Sowell. I watch him every day on YouTube. I, I try to. I don't every day, but I, if it's more than five minutes, I don't have time for it. But he is a great thinker. He is a great, great thinker. Yeah, Will Rogers. He, he would have said something like that, too. Yeah. Okay, I got a Lesrick here for you. Let's see if you can figure who he is talking about. When it comes to food on your plate, you should not trust your bucks to mere fate. It's not God that you trust. You will surely go bust because it's capitalism you hate. There you go. He's about the anarchist guy. Good job, Les. Okay, I got irony here for you before I give it to you as I tried to do each week for a while. Don't let these things get you down. It, I try to make it as funny as possible and say things that'll make you laugh because it's so depressing in this world. I understand that. But there is good news ahead for those who have called on Jesus Christ. We've got a guy, he walked in today, he's got this long hippie hair and he's all hippie-ish and he walks in and I look over and I said, Jose, I mean, I'm so happy he's here. He uh, uh, is from the Jesus Crew Ministries and he goes all over this world telling people about Jesus and he's everywhere in America. I don't care if you click on his YouTube videos, today's in Austin, the next day he's over in Boston and the next day he's in uh, uh, South Dakota at that motorcycle rally. He's everywhere everywhere constantly. He does not sleep. I don't think he has time to eat either. I don't know if he's seen his wife in 30 years, but this guy tells people about Jesus because he understands that there is hope in this fallen world because of Jesus. And so if you're just listening to this update and you're just getting your ears tickled and you don't know Jesus, you ought to be as depressed as any person on this planet right now because you've got no hope at all. So I would ask you to consider giving your life to Jesus Christ and to Believe the simple gospel message. Jesus died for your sins, meaning you're a sinner. Jesus was buried, meaning he was really dead. And Jesus came out of the grave proving two things. Your sins are still in the grave and that he is God. If you can believe that simple gospel message, the Bible says you will be saved. So please do it today. CNN. I got two of them for you. The first one is from CNN. A Utah mom wrote a kid's book about grief after her husband's death. Now she's charged with his murder. And then from Naval News, uh, somebody needs to tell the Romanian government how to do these things properly. You've got a, a certain piece of equipment that's used for something. Use it for that, okay? Naval News, Romanian minesweeper hits a sea mine in the Black Sea. 
so they had to drag it into shore. They're supposed to be taking care of those things, not getting into them, okay? Such is the world in which we live. And so from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett, and I am going to be a grandfather, and that is your CG report for the week.